Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning. Welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Judy Como, and I have so many things that I want to talk about. I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to slow me down a little bit and be able to have a little bit of clarity so I can make a little bit of sense. Good morning to our station manager, Thaddeus Romanski. Good morning, Judy. (laughs) On this... Cloudy, dreary, rainy day. You are a burst of sunshine well, in my life. Thank you. I ha- I uh, my I want to mention right away that my guest for the show today is Terry Lipscomb, and has she been on the show before? Several times. As a matter of fact, it's kind of my our anniversary. Uh, the f- brainchild Red Sea Roundup, our uh, leader was Megan Silas, and when she was stepping down and the program changed to having four hosts, we met with her and wanted to get some uh, tips on how to do what she did so well week after week, and she said that 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 you do do so well, well, to quote Young Frankenstein, one of my favorite movies. (laughs) Just talked about it. Um, Anyway, she said, I tell you what, until you kind of get a feel for it, I suggest two things. Interview someone you know well and talk about something you really care about. So it was a complete no-brainer for my first guest to be Terry Lipscomb. Uh, we, she was your first guest. She was my okay. first guest. Okay. Uh, did a little bit of the community showcase, so that kind of was a primer for that. But the, yeah. my first official guest was Terry Lipscomb, and we talked about the same subject that we're going to talk about today, and that's our devotion to the holy souls in purgatory. Um, talk about some church teachings about that and our devotion. So um, as today is the feast day of St. Anthony Mary Claret. I've chosen to put the French twist oh. on it. It's a, a optional memorial in the church, so we ask for the intercession of St. Anthony Mary Claret. And I, I want to offer up this show for all the those who have passed in my family. And Thaddeus, if you would want to mention anyone in, in particular that we're going to offer this show up for. Oh, goodness. Um, do, yeah. you, do you want me to talk about all my deceased relatives that we we usually remember during... November. Sure. One of the things that we is this a particular devotion that you've grown up with as a family. I mean, you know, November was always we tried to mark it as the month of the dead, and praying for d- deceased relatives mm-hmm. in a informal way, not anything you know formal. What we have done a couple years in my little family is make a calendar. And then put the names of all of the deceased mm-hmm. from Robin's side of the family and my family and, you know, just pray for that particular person at, at night prayer or 
during during the day. We try to do that. So cool. Yeah. Well, Terry and I will talk about um, ways to incorporate prayer for the holy souls in the next segment. Um, I was doing some homework to where I could have some concise ideas and teachings about All Saints Day, All Souls Day, indulgences and things like that, and did a quick little Google search, and I always choose Catholic.org. I think it's very trustworthy, very good content, and they had a little two-minute video. So I watched that, and I was like, oh, should I try to paraphrase it? Should we just play it? And then I realized what time it was, so I had to bolt out, shut my computer down. So when I opened it back up again, it played the next video, and the next video, I probably sat there for 30 minutes listening. They have a wonderful two- to three-minute video on just everything you can imagine, but I listened to about five about a particular saint. So I, I listened to St. Therese, St. Mm. Teresa of Avila, St. Mm-hmm. Francis. Mm-hmm. So just um, something to have in your back pocket is Catholic.org. Always some excellent, excellent um, content for when you're looking, you know, so we can know better what we believe and be able to talk about that. So, yeah, um, yeah and I would just, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't no, mean to no, cut no, you off. No, 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 I was. Yeah, just going to add that. Um, November is the month of the the souls, the holy souls in purgatory. It's the month of the saints. It's the month to ponder the four last things, right? Heaven, hell, uh, death, judgment, uh, to keep those in the forefront of our mind. And a lot of times you'll see, you know, pictures of paintings of saints, especially from the Middle Ages and the ancient uh, era, with that skull on their table or next to their Bible that they're mm. reading. And sometimes it's, you know, when you're a kid, you see that and you think, well, that's jarring. Why, why are they got that skull there? But that's called a memento mori. It's, just, it's, it's there on their desk to make them every moment. They look at it and they think, I'm going to, that's going to be me someday. I'm going to die someday. Right. And that's supposed to, in our Catholic uh, understanding, I mean, that's supposed to help you amend your life and, uh, do the right thing rather than the wrong thing. Exactly. Um, um, and I'm not speaking, for, and I'm speaking from someone as someone who frequently is on the latter side of that equation rather than on the <laughs> former side. Um, <clears throat> but I've, I've actually, you know, I remember a couple, couple Novembers ago, I actually put a picture of a skull on my, as my phone wallpaper for, for November. To, wow. try, to try to have a digital memento mori, but anyway, that's a that's a that's an old little Catholic practice to uh, that you could maybe institute. I don't it might be hard to get your hands on a real skull. Well, um, these days, one thing that I want to mention first of all, I throw the name out Terry Lipscomb, uh, like everybody knows who she is locally here, listening to KEDC 88.5 FM in the Bryan College Station area. The name is probably a little more familiar, but to our listeners in KYAR 95.3 in Waco, Central Texas, KINF 107.9 Palestine, um, just get ready to get to know her because... uh, 
And Terry, you can go on and say hello because we've been talking about you while you weren't even here yet. So. Well, I'm glad you gave me a few minutes to catch my breath because I had to run downstairs and get some of my info. Now you know how the pastoral musicians feel when you have to run up those stairs, choir aerobics, and then announce the opening song. It's like you have to tell the priest, one moment. Yeah, let me catch moment, my breath. Let me catch my breath. But um, St. Anthony's Catholic Church here in Bryan, my home parish, has had a, a tradition for at least 23 years, maybe even longer, of going to the cemetery uh, on or around All Souls Day and blessing the graves and praying mm-hmm. the rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, I've participated in that many times. Um, ours will be held this Sunday after the 10 o'clock Mass and all are welcome to come and process. Uh, we're going to talk about plenary indulgences in the next segment. But uh, aside from you honoring and being a part of the blessing of the graves and remembering them, uh, you can also gain a plenary indulgence. But uh, this Sunday, I'm reading and trying to find the date. I can't tell you that. Uh, after the 10 a.m. Mass, we will go to Mount Calvary's cemetery and participate. But what made me think about it, Thaddeus, is the— This Sunday, the 28th? 28th. The 28th, yes. yes. Um, so it usually starts about 11.30, and if you want to join us for a meal afterwards, if you'd be so kind as to call our parish office and RSVP at 823-8145. But since I've been doing that— uh, that part in particular, I, I go to the cemetery quite often as my parents, both grandparents and all four of my great, all four sets of my great grandparents are buried there. At, at, so I feel this family tree visual right in front of me. But there's many tombstones there that have a skull and crossbones on it. And I thought, wow, that's a little brutal. It is because we only associate it with uh, Halloween, and we've lost the teaching. Or a pirate. <laughs> Don't yeah. pirate ships have the skull and crossbones? They crossbow? do, <laughs> but I think the association in November means we're, 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 we're like, if I'd have seen that on Thaddeus' phone a few years ago, I'd have thought, hey, Halloween's over. Get that skull off of your phone. <laughs> you freak. Well, <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking of characters, we've got a character on the uh, phone lines. We do. Go ahead. Good morning. This is Pope Francis. <gasps> yeah, I didn't even call him. I, I was waiting for Jeff Paradowski to call. We'll, we'll put the Pope on hold when he calls. <laughs> oh, good morning, How Jeff. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. How are you? Your doing English well? has really improved. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, um, Terry has uh, contacted you to join us in our conversation uh, about devotion to the holy souls and um jeff i just wanted to um, offer our condolences for the passing of your father and also to glorify god in the grace that he has given to you and your father to, through your devotion to the holy souls prior to losing your father yeah thank you praise god for dad and for his life and for his example for my family um you know, we we could, uh, if everyone could only be as blessed as I've been with uh, the example that he showed and just the charity and, and uh, wisdom that uh, 
was on full display throughout his life. Uh, it's been it was a sudden loss, totally unexpected. Uh, he was 81. Uh, he lived a full life, and uh, uh, the fruits of that life are are scattered, you know, throughout. But I uh, appreciate that. Pray for my mom. Uh, she's doing well, taking one step at a time. Mm-hmm. It's a we'll new chapter in her life. Uh, but uh, but things are looking up. If we could just get rid of this rain and get some more sunshine, uh, I think that would help on the on the walk. I agree with that. Um, you know, Jeff, I did not have the pleasure of knowing your father, but being present at the viewing in the rosary, I was truly uplifted by um, just those of you who spoke about his kindness and and his legacy. Um, The heritage that he's given you shines forth beautifully through you as well as your family. Yeah, thank you. It was a... uh... It was a great send-off, and uh, I like that. I could just really feel his presence, and I I felt his uh, uh, his embrace and his smile, and uh, uh, it was it was great. Uh, as those things go, there's there's not a single thing I would change. It was it was wonderful, and the the priest and uh, uh, Deacon Pat Moran, uh, the church, uh, the singers. Uh, there were representatives of the uh, Corps of Cadets. Uh, we had a uh, an honor guard, uh, representatives of the United States Army that were there at the uh, at the burial. Uh, it was it was just a it was a great tribute. It's wonderful. Can't thank all of those people enough. Well, I sure I'm sure they um, accept that graciously from you, as it was an honor to to be there to show love to your family, Jeff. So, I guess my question to you today is, what do you think has changed in your life over the past? And I I want to say you've been praying with the My Life in Prayer book over a year now. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how how do you and think I that haven't... has affected your feelings toward what needs to go? Now, what are you going to pray now as your dad has passed away? Has that changed, would be different if you had well, not been a, praying that great, prayer book? Yeah, it's a great awareness, and I, I can't thank you enough. Um, you know, I'd reached out to you, uh, I don't know, two or three months ago to get me some more of these uh, books, and I don't know if you've you've already talked about it with your listeners, but this My Life in Prayer book, and... Uh, just getting as many copies of those and and distributing to people it's just a great supplement uh for for prayer life and it's just it's brought i can't thank you enough because it's just uh brought an awareness to me of our need to pray for the souls in purgatory because they've got you know once you're once you're in purgatory gosh what a what a grace what a what a benefit uh purgatory is because uh, uh, very few of us, you know, when we die, are, are pure enough, our, our garments are wide enough to, to enter into the joy of heaven. Yet God gives us this, this, temporary, uh, this temporary holding or respite to, uh, to be purified, and it's a, it's a painful process. It's what we know or what we believe about it. It's, it's torment. Uh, to just to just cleanse ourselves to make us pure enough to enter into God's glory, uh, but what a what a great 
just what a great benefit and what a great belief that it is. And I got to tell you, Terry, if it weren't for you, I don't know that I would have, uh, I don't know that I would have, uh, uh, recognized it or thought about it. Uh, but, uh, there's people like you and, you know, Father Edwin, Father Edwin Cuckoo, who mm-hmm. was our pastor at, at St. Thomas uh, before Father Albert. And gosh, our church has just blessed us with, with awesome priests. You know, they, it's, it's so hard today for these, these awesome men uh, who get tarnished for uh, the misdeeds of just a few. But, but it was Father Edwin who, who had a great devotion to the souls in purgatory, too. And he taught one, or he preached one Sunday that we should we should just tag that prayer, uh, that short prayer, eternal rest grant unto the souls in purgatory and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Just a two-second prayer at the end of our uh, prayer before meals. Yes. Judy, oh, I kind of experienced stuff. the very same thing. Just invited some friends over, new new friends to the parish. And when we said the blessing, they flowed right into that. And I was just amazed by it. And that's their family habit. They grew up with yeah, that it's devotion. Just, and it's what wonderful. And, and praise God for people like Father Edwin, Father Albert, for Terry, for, you know, Father Edwin preached about that on one Sunday. And I think it was Jack. Uh, our ten-year-old, probably eight at the time, who said, uh, "You know, why? Why are we doing this?" And so ever <laughs> since then, ever yeah. since then, we've done it, and it's just a, it's just a great, simple way to remember the souls in purgatory. And you know, if if nothing else, it's it's kind of like I think about uh, Lazarus and the the rich man, and and the rich man just just asking Abraham to just if nothing else, dip his finger in the water and put it to his lips. And, you know, that's what we could be doing. We could be giving those souls in purgatory just a glass of, a tall glass of cold water. Uh, with well, which we kind of like use that. that I'm going to use that real quick um, in our wonderful prayer of um, the life in prayer at the very end of, of uh, the 30-day novena. It talks about how every time we go to the holy water font, how that drop of holy water and that thought from the bowl to the ground is is not necessarily that they're feeling the water, but it's it's an outward sign that you are offering a prayer for the souls. So every time you dip your hand into the holy water, sprinkle the first few drops on the ground. Don't worry about the person behind you saying, she don't want to get her shirt wet, because I think it's probably humorous <laughs> what people think when you do that. But an eternal rest granted them, O Lord. Let perpetual light, whatever, just even a thought. Sometimes now I'm even thinking just in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, through their baptism, may this blessing give them relief. And it's a quick fleeting thought as it is when we pass in front of cemeteries. I've even developed the habit of, you know, how when someone dies on the side of the road, there's a little monument for Mm -hmm. that person. Every time I see one of those, I pray for that particular soul. Just a fleeting thought yeah, praise God. for that soul. Um, you know, Gina had this little fun thing that we do with numbers. If there's ever three numbers on our clock or like... Uh, 333, 1111 uh, is our Whatever it is, favorite. we just say a prayer. We ask for Jesus, Mary, Joseph to save souls. Pray for the souls in purgatory. It's just a, fl- it's just a thought of just reminders throughout the day that can always be turned toward the holy souls. Yeah. 
So Jeff, yeah, this selfishly, self, selfishly, excuse me, but the, you know, I can't help but think, uh, if I'm lucky enough to to make that rung, you know, to I, I kind of consider see myself at death, kind of taking a leap, and I've got my arms outstretched, and I'm trying to make heaven. Well, I may not make heaven, but maybe you know, by God's grace, I can catch the rung, the last rung of purgatory, and I hope that. You know, my hope is that those souls that we've been praying for in purgatory are, are going to be into the uh, the triumphant uh, Beatific eternal vision. bliss mm-hmm. and that they'll remember us. We can count you know, on it. We're, we're counting on that. We're, we're counting yeah. on that. And, and to me also, the beauty of not having to wait until we die is the intercessor that they have for us while they're suffering because they cannot offer their suffering for themselves. So when we invoke them now, I, I totally honestly admit to you that my prayer is also very selfish. <laughs> but I'm yeah. not waiting for heaven. I'm, I use it daily for the safety of our yeah. children, their bodies, their mind, but particularly for their soul. And um, another thing that I wanted to leave you with this last thought, Jeff, as we move on, is to remember... When a person dies, and Thaddeus taught this to us a year or two ago when we were doing another show, that as soon as you hear that someone died, don't just pass it quickly. Pray for that soul immediately. Immediately. And when you see it in an email or a Facebook, eternal rest granted them, O Lord. May perpetual light shine upon them. When you hear the priest after Mass, uh, Father Steve had four deaths to announce after Mass. On Sunday, and after each announcement, if we could pray for that soul. So let's just that thought, and also Jeff, I was thinking um, as I try to tell my children, don't put me in heaven. Please have masses said for me. Um, the Condor family is a huge example for us, as they still six years later have a mass for Miss Anne weekly. Pope John Paul II, awesome? when he was dying, he begged us, do not forget to pray for me. Because as we read yesterday, the more that is given, more, more is, is expected. expected. So if you think you've got somebody in heaven, just remember there's no time in God's prayers and graces. He knows throughout eternity how many masses you're going to have said for Charles Paradowski. And at the moment of his judgment, or when he was sentenced, every mass, every prayer that you taught your children to pray, your children carry this on, is going to be given to those souls when they're needed. So we can't put God in our time. And that, I think people have a really hard time praying for someone that they believe was good. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I wasting my time? But we all, like you said, when we die, we are not perfect, and we have to have that same image of that perfect clean soul to see God again. And God being so generous and so loving will apply those prayers where he sees fit. Um, Exactly. And those of us who have uh, consecrated to the Blessed Mother, I typically at every Mass will say, I freely offer any grace that I have to the Blessed Mother because she's in a point, her perspective is so perfect and can apply those graces, apply those prayers where they see fit, they're perfect. They're in heaven. And it's a, uh, what a relief. <laughs> right. Thank God. We don't have to know it all. Right. But just to, just to realize and teach our children so they can teach their children. This is, 
this is a lost teachings of the church. And that's basically what Judy and I try to do with our little Life in Prayer books. Judy's got the hookup. I still have more (laughs) books. And I want to thank you so much for keeping this um, supply at St. Thomas when you walk into your Adoration Chapel. If you look to the right at the bookshelf, the second shelf down about in the middle, there's always two to ten books there. And, And I thank you for that, Jeff. And when you run out, I've got another box of 50 that I can bring to you. Um, I keep a stack at the St. Joseph Adoration Chapel. If you go into our chapel where you sign in, you open the little door to the books, and there will be four to five to ten um, on that shelf also. And for our listeners, we'll elaborate uh, in detail after the break uh, some details about the My Life in Prayer book. And Jeff, I'm sure you might have something else to do, but you'd be welcome to hang on and join in the conversation after the break. Listeners, hang Thank with you us. So much. I'm going to let y'all go. God bless both right. of you. God bless you. Day. Praise God. Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. Um, If you're just now joining us, I'm your host, Judy Como. I want to mention that we are live on the air today, and you can join in our conversation by calling 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-683-7332. I mentioned that today my guest is Terry Lipscomb. We're going to be talking about... Holy Souls, All Souls Day, All Saints Day, Devotion to the Holy Souls Purgatory. Uh, You got a little snippet of some music by Kyle Sincouli, who's uh, from our Waco area. And we're going to continue to offer intercessory prayer for people. We understand that he lost his grandfather a day or so ago. I'm sorry, I do not know his name, but God does. So we pray for this soul And um, I also mentioned at the beginning of the show how many things I wanted to talk about. And uh, as was exemplified, we just skirted right over something very important for us to talk about. And that's our upcoming benefit for the radio. I do know for a fact that someone's listening for the first time today using their app on the radio. And we have the app on their phone. We have the app because of a generous donor uh, coming up on a full year that we have our phone app. And it's a real gift to be able to listen to Catholic radio anywhere in the world by using downloading this app. And our benefit is right around the corner, special timing this year, that it will be on All Saints Day. Thaddeus, let's chat about that a little bit. Yeah, Judy, and I first want to say, I think what we talked about Last in the first segment, that is more important than the benefit dinner. So mm-hmm. we had things in the correct, you know, hierarchy order. It was good that we talked about that, and we're going to come back to talk about the holy souls more. But uh, yeah, one way that you can love Red Sea is by coming to the benefit dinner on Thursday, November first. There has been a little bit of confusion over the last few days about the times. 
And I just want to clarify for the listeners, the doors open at 7. Dinner service starts at 7.30. We'll probably get you out of there and on your way home by about 9.15. So it's about meet and mingle of a half an hour where you can get yourself something to drink and catch up with, you know, the long lost friends and things like that. But because it's a holy day of opportunity, Mm -hmm. we're going to have the opportunity. Uh, the blessing. Well, that's why uh, I pushed Father. it back to seven because yes. we have mass at St. Thomas Aquinas at 6 p.m. So if you have a conflict uh, that day with how you're going to get to mass, just please come to mass at St. Thomas Aquinas and be there. I'm hoping that a lot of the people in attendance at that mass are going to be there to go to the Blenders. benefit center. They could yeah. blend right into yeah. our bed. Better have some extra wine. There may be a lot of blenders there, Thaddeus. <laughs> But it's a feast day. It's our wonderful feast day. And we're going to feast at the Lord's table at mass and then Mm -hmm. move on into our celebration of our. It's just a hop, uh, skip and a jump across that courtyard to go from the church to the pack. Let's talk about our theme. And our theme is uh, the saints, uh, Catholic heroes, past and present and we're obviously uh, set, making that the theme because it's on the Feast of All Saints Day. Uh, we've got a great speaker who I think works with that theme very well, Tom Peterson, the president of Catholics Come Home. They pioneered the Evangemercial uh, to bring people back to the faith, uh, most famous one being uh, the, that with Coach Lou Holtz of right. uh, Notre Dame. I know there's probably, you know, there's always people that out there that don't like Notre Dame. But uh, nevertheless, he's a famous face. And uh, they have brought back through the programs they've done in in dioceses around the country. um, We're talking tens of thousands of people attending Mass again, living their faith actively again through this uh, Catholics Come Home ministry that Tom Peterson started. But he's going to talk about... um, being Catholic heroes in the in the everyday and and little things that you can do to uh, make your faith more a uh, kind of ever present central part of your life and how you can give that faith away in ways that don't require you uh, you know doing an apologetics session with somebody in the grocery store line you know because uh, not everyone is equipped to do that or uh, ready to do that. But there are other ways that you can you can share your, your faith and, and reach out to people right. who are in need. So he's going to talk about that. And I think that's great because um, the saints are like the all-stars of the Lord's you know team. And we're right in the middle of football season. So we thought, let's make it a tailgating theme. Oh, wow. Yep. And so we're going to have a real, uh, I, my understanding is we're going to have the Burgers made there, yep. hand pressed on site. Hamburgers, all the fictions. Burgers, brats. Brats, baked beans, mac and cheese, uh, coleslaw, mm-hmm. and plenty of uh, plenty of tasty beverages to go along with it too. It's going to be. It is just such a wonderful time to be in a room of like-minded folk and all enthusiastic about being Catholic and our Catholic yeah, radio. Yeah, there's just and a nice energy, just do. a great energy. It is a, a, a lot of great fun. Great feeling in the room. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So how do people uh, find out about signing up, getting the... RedSeaRadio.org 
slash benefit. You can get your tickets, $25 for individual seating. You can also reserve a table. There's still a few spots left to reserve a table, and there's different levels of sponsorship that you can do. And um, we've also got some seating for, if say if someone's listening and they want to come, but they just cannot afford the ticket, let us know. Come we on. can help you out. Or if you know of someone that you'd like to come and... Um, We've got complimentary seating for yeah, those situations, Yeah, and just a too. heads up, most local parishes here in Bryan sponsor a table and call, the call your parish office and find out if it's full. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know St. Anthony's has lo- a parish table, an uh, altar to society. Pe- yeah, tables usually, yeah. so they would actually welcome people Very calling excited. and saying, hey, can I sit at the St. Anthony's table? Or sit-? Well, St. Anthony's doesn't have that problem. I mean, St. Anthony's no. got its table already full, right? I really don't know, but it would be a great thing. But just check it out uh, to see if um, if those tables are full mm-hmm. or don't let the ticket price keep you from going. Exactly. It's going to be a wonderful time. Great mm-hmm. food. Go to mass. Glass of wine. Chit. Chat. All those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Next Thursday, yep. November the 1st. Most and importantly, go to mass. And you'll get an update on... Um, What's been going on at the radio station in the last year? What we've what we've done? The kind of uh, difference that we're we're making for for people in our listening area, um, and you'll get to see what what plans are on the horizon. Dennis will talk about that, and we're gonna we'll ask you to join in the mission. Great, thanks a lot. Be a, become a member of our Immaculata Recurring Gift Society. My favorite part of being a donor. Is yeah, the Immaculata Society to get that email in the morning that mass Find is being that offered mass for your family for you. that day? Awesome, Very thrilling, and the extras. Uh, the mass being said for you is is more valuable than the extras. Absolutely, <laughs> it thrills me <laughs> because it's not on a regular basis. So it's a it's nice little up. surprise when you get that email. So yeah. uh, lots of information on our website. Lots of information if you were. Uh, I'm not really a website person, but I do like to call in or I like to talk to somebody to get my information. So you can do that also at 855-683-7332. If you want to join in our conversation, um, we're going to turn to that conversation now. And I will reintroduce uh, my friend, Terry Lipscomb. Our husbands sometimes say that uh, we're, if we're not playing, we're praying. And today we got to do both because yep. we had an exercise class this morning. And now we're getting to talk about really a devotion that's very dear to both of us. And I feel that this devotion is what strengthened our friendship. And I think it's what brought us together. Brought us together. Uh, so inspiring that uh, Jeff mentioned earlier about a particular mass or a homily that spoke to him about the devotion to the Holy Souls, which was my experience. Um, I think so many things about our faith get glossed over and we know things. Every mass you go to, they either in the bulletin or it's mentioned, this mass is for a particular person. Every mass is for a soul that's passed away or a special intention, but, um, and you just kind of take it for granted at most prayers of the faithful for the souls of the faithful departed. 
But every Mass in the consecration includes for all those who have passed yes. away. And that, that is what, so the beauty of being Catholic and knowing that we're praying for those particular non-denominational souls who don't realize mm-hmm. the gift that their deceased person is being given at the moment. And so I, my family is really big on adding people's names to our list who are not Catholic and go, boy, they sure know now, don't <laughs> They'll they? They'll be surprised yeah. when they get there. So yes, my epiphany homily was uh, by Father Patrick at a St. Joseph altar and he, t- he gave a teaching on what the universal church consists of, the universal church, the church triumphant, the church suffering, and the church militant. And he thanked the people. This was a devotion, uh, an Italian tradition, and how important traditions are and the teaching of devotion to the holy souls, the tradition of that uh, is ancient. And Terry and I were at a mass together that was not common. I went to this mass at the manor often, and it was all like a surprise. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like she owned the place. Right. And um, our con- I was so excited about this homily and started talking about the uh, church suffering. And Terry just knew interiorly that it was time for me to receive this book. And the book that we've referred to throughout the show today is called My Life in Prayer. And um, the very beginning of the book is a 30-day novena for the holy souls. And the novena itself is a teaching along with it. And there's many different, every day is usually a prayer and a practice that you can incorporate um, into that. So uh, I, I really... No way to paraphrase this any better. I'm just going to read this little uh, paragraph. All Souls Day is a holy day set aside for honoring the dead. The day is primarily celebrated in the Catholic Church, but is also celebrated in the Eastern Orthodox Church and a few other denominations of Christianity. The Anglican Church is the largest Protestant church to celebrate this holy day. Most Protestant denominations do not recognize the holiday, and they also disagree with the theology of it, mainly because of the heresy that was around 1500. Martin Luther greatly disagreed with the heresy, of course, because they were selling indulgences. The church needed money, and uh, so as the Protestant, the church... The break, the church, the Protestant Reformation uh, also came with uh, removing some of the books of the Bible that spoke about purgatory. Um, and to quote the book of Maccabees that Martin Luther specifically disagreed with was Maccabees twelve twenty six. Turning to supplication, they prayed that the sinful deed might be fully blotted out, thus made atonement for the dead that they might be free from sin. So sinful deed that might be fully blotted out that needed to be atoned for is the teaching of purgatory. Terry, welcome to the show. I'm <laughs> well, going to be quiet you, a little bit. <laughs> uh, We're both uh, so just I think buzzing. we only have an hour, we, and we only have 20 short minutes left. But, I, you know, I really 
do not know how this book came into my hands. I have no idea. Many years ago, and you know, my life is but now is this devotion has been a lifelong devotion Correct. for your parents, Correct. handed on to you and your your siblings. Yes, so it was just a part of my life, but only in November, which was so strange. How I would take this book out every November, and I would pray this thirty day novena. Um, never really looked at the rest of the book. You know, November came and gone, and then um, then I started for some reason a Lent. For a few years, I incorporated it for Lent. And then by the grace of God, I was um, enlightened with the thought of, wow, you know, God calls our our attention to November, but it means to be done regularly. Just like we have practices that we do in Lent and Advent, it doesn't mean that I'm going to do this and then, oh, here Easter, then I'm going to yep. not do anything anymore. Start so drinking it's over. Coke again. Yep. <laughs> or whatever it is. But this is a practice that we should incorporate in our daily life. And and as it is in the Mass, every Mass is offered for the dead in general. And I, in, in this book, I assume it was written a lot when we had the Latin Mass, because the second part of this book is how to pray the Mass but it's the Latin part. So during the Latin Mass, people did their own prayers. They really didn't participate in the Mass as beautifully as we are able to now. So as I was reading that, time after time after time, they offered it for the Holy Souls. Throughout the entire Mass, the faithful were praying for the suffering. Right. Many times people just prayed the rosary because exactly. they didn't they understand. Know what to do. Yeah. So after this 30-day became a habit um, I'm not perfect at it. A lot of months, some months are much better than others. So what I tend to do is just pick it up and pray whatever the day of the month is. The problem that Judy and I have found is that it's only 30 days and we have 31 days, five, five times a year. Right. Is it five? So, um, and it's so powerful that we really thought maybe we would touch a little bit upon what day 31 teaches us to help us to be able to do this on a daily basis, not just through November or through Lent or just whenever you think about it, but not just once in the morning when you're saying your prayers, that you could turn your whole day by making a good intention to make even your most trivial action or suffering to be meritorious and to offer them for the deliverance of the holy souls. Something as trivial as being uncomfortable in the heat or the cold, being upset that someone cut you off in traffic, being fifth in line at Walmart, uh, any little tiny thing that is uncomfortable can be offered up throughout the day. And when you make that intention in the morning, uh, we do have nice little reminders like Judy and I talk about seeing these numbers on the clock or just things that we incorporate into our day, an action or a work that we do in our vocation, whether it be putting clothes in the washer, um, bending down to pick up trash, any little thing in your life can become a reminder for you. And that's kind of how I pray. I'm not a person. Um, I live in, I live in my life of a vocation of a wife and mother. We have 10 children, and we have our 11th grandchild on the way, and I would like to go to Mass more. I'd like to sit down and pray my prayers, as my kids call it, more. But the beauty of 
of our vocation as mothers and grandmothers or, or husbands and fathers or whatever it is, if it's is just to be able to become aware of how meritorious all suffering is. And I remember Mama teaching us that um, the suffering on earth counted a lot more for atonement, that when you die, all this sins that you did not make atonement for in purgatory was going to be more painful, longer, maybe my childlike mind, that's how I read it. But to be able to know that such simple acts of discomfort and aggravation, how we handle it, can become very meritorious for the souls. Sorry about that. Okay. I silenced my, my microphone. We really can pray unceasingly when you have this in the forefront of your mind, that little hint of, um, and just a kind of a disclaimer, if, when you hang around Terry Lipscomb, sometimes you have to do things you really don't want to do. <laughs> so every time I'm making my shower a little warmer, I feel kind of guilty because of uh, what I we've learned the same about battle. this. I fight the same battle. Um, as, well, as well as, um, you know, I hate being in a hot car. Mm-hmm. I would never close the door until the air conditioner was on. So a new thing that I've discovered is to be able to ride all the way from my house to pick up the kids to school without turning the air on yep. and praying the chapel of divine mercy at three o'clock. And um, it's su- surprising how my endurance has built that it's not hot enough anymore. What am I going to do is today maybe just not turning the heater on my feet. Right. Do I, um, Terry and David had come over and Terry and I decided we were going to go down to our little San Salvador mission church and pray the chaplet together because it was near nearing three o'clock. And I, I don't know, you know how you know things in your head, but you don't fully understand it or embrace it till it goes to your heart. And we were discussing one of the days devotion about purgatory being an actual fire I guess I kind of was just pondering that, you know, is it really an actual fire? <laughs> and you're like, open the book and find the day that really expounds on that. And uh, so we got to San Salvador. It was in the summer because yes, we was. were sitting outside <laughs> and it certainly was hot as heck. Hey, ladies, you've got a you've got a caller who wants to add a thought. Great. Do I know this person? You do. Go ahead, caller. Good morning. Hey, good morning, ladies. This is Barbara (laughs) Swatchek. It's a long-distance call. Yeah, very. Um, Well, welcome to the show, Barbara. Well, thank you. Terry gave me the life and prayer, my life and prayer book. Um, I think before you, Judy, it doesn't really matter. It's not a contest. Trump's. But... um, (laughs) I don't get many. I'm going to take it. (laughs) Right, right. So anyway, thank you for that. You're so welcome. I've had, at the time when you gave it to me, I was, my mother had probably been gone about six years or so. But, um, and like you said, some months are better than others and some months are terrible. But um, I always now pray the eternal life uh, prayer, eternal rest grant unto them that prayer every day 
several times a day with the meal and other times when I think about it. But it's become more important now that my husband died. Um, five and a, he died in 2012, 12 days after my father died. And then, um, and my husband was part of, he, there were three boys in his family um, and no girls. So my brother-in-law died in May and they only have one son left now. So I don't know. It's just, it is so comforting to know that I can help that I'm doing something important for these souls. And um, I just appreciate y'all taking the time today to talk about this subject. So important. And it's easy to get the book. Yes, it is. Terry or Judy. <laughs> or the churches. And, and I'm really trying to have it in the church where, where it's easily accessible. So if you speak about the book with anyone, just remind them, hey, just go grab one out of St. Thomas Adoration Chapel. There's also some at St. At St. Joseph Chapel. So thank you so much, Barbara. You are welcome. God bless you both, and God bless the souls you are praying for. Awesome. Amen. So we will pray for the uh, Barbara's family uh, past and uh, lift them up in intercession at this time also. Um Give the name of the book again, ladies. We just got another text message asking for the name of the book, where they can get it. <laughs> Correct. That's a very good I question. I have one in my truck right now here at the radio station. But, we can uh, even leave some up here. It's a, it's a difficult process. We have not been able to find this book online. It is called My Life in Prayer. And there's a picture of this, is the Mac Conception. That is Our Lady of Perpetual Hell. In the front of the book and in the back of the book is uh, The Divine Mercy, Jesus, I Trust in You. The original book that I had, have, it's in so many pages, I I don't even care anymore because it's so torn up, but it had a place where you could get the book with with an address and a phone number. And since then, in the past, I want to say over five years, Judy has been calling this man out of state and right. shipping them to Pennsylvania. us. His name is Jim Myler, and I've had the most, like a radio guest. most fascinating conversations with this guy. He's kind of gripey. <laughs> he lives in Pennsylvania, and, and he's a bus garage. driver, and he, uh, Bar- um, Barbara, too many friends on my mind. Uh, Terry <laughs> used to get these books uh, five or ten at a time. Oh, yeah. I thought and I was we doing were, something great at we ten were at a time. Like having to order them, and it would take a while because sometimes we'd leave a message. And so I let let's get twenty, and now we're ordering them fifty at a time. And he's like, "What are y'all doing with these <laughs> books?" And so I just shared <laughs> our enthusiasm, and um, he has some negativity about the world as it is. It's easy to have negativity. Um, about things. And so we've just really had some fabulous conversations. Uh, and he's like, thank you so much. You've, you've given me hope that and we're he spreading sent you 200 this. last yes, he time. Did. So I gave a box to Jeff Perdowski. So now they have them at St. Thomas. But if anyone so finds them on. Us, can go you ahead. tell us how much they are? What They're are nothing. They're free. Oh, that's well, expensive. Mm. Yeah, uh, okay. it's just. I think I can afford that. We do. He does charge us for something, but it's we typically someone will give us a donation, or it's just part of our personal devotion to our try to have these at all times. Um, you, 
we're going to end up running out of time. And you're not going to talk about your holy day. Okay. Is that what? Get back to work. (laughs) Okay. We'll see you, Barbara. God bless you guys. Don't forget the prayer at the end. You got it. Um, Okay. Bye bye. I think um, a few years ago, uh, Judy introduced me this little chapel she was talking about called San Salvador out on Highway 50. It's a mission church part of St. Anthony's. And once a month, their priest comes out to the country at 7 p.m. on on the first Saturday Mm -hmm. of the month, and he celebrates Mass. So as Judy and I were trying to figure out um, a better way to get more people involved and to learn a devotion and to be able to spread it, we invited people to come out on the first Saturday in November. I think we're in six year running at least, mm-hmm. maybe seven. And it is going to happen again this next first Saturday in November. And I'm sorry to say my sidekick will not be there with me in body, but I know she'll be there in spirit. There's a lot of things going on that day. And I understand that if you want to join for part of the afternoon or all of it or just pray from home, it's all very meditorious. Uh, We're going to start at 3 p.m. as usual with uh, Chaplet of Divine Mercy with Exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. We will go into some um, short teachings. Um, Not sure yet who's going to be talking. I know people get tired of hearing me, so I'm hoping to have somebody else there that day. I doubt that. (laughs) His name might be Jeff Paradowski if I'm lucky. If y'all are lucky, I haven't even asked him that yet. But um, anyways, we go into there. We came across these beautiful books that were written, I would say published by Susan Tassoni because everything that she writes in these books are teaching of the church. She just puts them together. She has the way of the cross for holy souls. She has a rosary for holy souls. And we're going to be using these books in our prayers. Three o'clock, we'll start with chaplet. Then we'll have a meditation. Then we'll go into the rosary and the way of the cross. And then we will end with 7 p.m. Mass. At San Salvador on on Highway 50. And if you need any uh, other information about it, St. Joseph's Bulletin has a nice uh, informative blurb about it. Um, we, uh, no surprise here that we're completely out of time, uh, want to thank you listeners. Um, as we end the program, we are going to uh, unite in prayer for our past loved ones. Um, I love to pray for the soul that needs this one prayer to be released from purgatory and enter fully into union with God in heaven. And so together, let's pray. Eternal Eternal rest rest grant grant unto them, them, O Lord, and and let let perpetual light light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, I'm not going to say that. As always, have a blessed day. Do you want to say round up today? Since you wait.